Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to welcome you to this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we featured an empowered woman to share her vulnerable story because we believe it's important to have these conversations so that we can all learn and grow from one another. If you haven't already, go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. And if you love this podcast or love this episode, we would love it if you would go and leave us a amazing review on Apple iTunes because it really, really helps with getting our message out. So today's episode, I've got Bet Haykoop, who is the owner and founder of Drip Den. She has an incredible story. What I love about Bet, you guys, like she's so fun, so real, so down to earth, and so passionate about what she does. Drip Den is a custom herbal tea company that blends teas based on how your soul, body, and mind respond to the world around you. Essentially, it's using natural herbs to heal your your body based on what your body specifically needs. And Bet shares her story of a time when she was in the go, go, go mode, checking all of society's boxes. Yet in that phase of her life, her body was like screaming for something else. And her body was trying to tell her, yo, you're on the wrong direction. You need to change. You need to do stuff. And it's just, it's such a good reminder of how often our bodies are trying to communicate with us. And too often we've kind of pushed it away and we don't listen. Bet is going to share her story about what happened once she started listening to that little voice. You guys, there's so many takeaways in this. You're going to want to tune in. Let's just get to it. Like, you know, just to jump into it, like how were you always into herbs? Did you grow up like a hippie child? Absolutely not. So that's the funny, that's the funniest part. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for reaching out and like having me do this because I haven't done any podcast specifically on Drip Den. Anything I've done has been just like in person. So this is really, really exciting. So thank you. And everything that you're doing with your podcast is so so damn important. Um, Mm. and I know like all the information and everything that you're sharing is just like, I know it's going to impact so, so many people. Mm. So I'm really, really grateful that I get to be a part of the journey that you're creating and that our paths are like coming together right now. Totally. Um, So yeah, thank you. But yeah, to, I mean, to answer your question, not how I grew up, (laughs) definitely (laughs) not. I did. However, this past summer, I went to these small Italian towns where my family's actually from. And so in that, I realized that there are so many herbalists there and that my lineage lived in these places that were literally called like the place of wellness, literally in a national park. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to kind of like see that that's where I physically I came from, like where my family came from, but I, I was just separated for it for a time. And now I'm back, but <laughs> AKA my whole life. And now I've, I've returned to the path I think that I was supposed to be on, but I, I was always kind of on a path that was like the path that I thought I was supposed to be on. I did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And I think, you know, especially kind of like right around this time in life is when you start to realize, wait, there's like a shift happening. Mm -hmm. And so I got to this point where like my insides didn't match my outsides. Mm -hmm. And I was like physically feeling the effects of that. So if I can, Um, if I can dig into that a little bit, what did that look like for you? Like what were all of the things that you thought you should have been? And for our listeners, can you tell us what period of life 
you feel you are right now? Like what age you are or what period? Yeah. My birthday is in two days. I'm turning 30. Oh my gosh. No way. New decade around the corner. Yes, yes, yes. I had my return to Saturn and now I'm coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I grew up like, you know, my parents were always like very driven. And by the time I got into college, I dabbled in pursuing a little bit of what I wanted I did an anthropology degree instead of a business degree, much to like my parents' dismay, um, or at least my dad's. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and then after that path, I worked on Skid Row. So I did like a lot of the volunteer organizing, um, all the orientations. I was really just like on the ground floor. It was a ton of fun, but it was also actually like mentally and spiritually ready to like be doing that all the time. But I got to meet and see like so many people in all these different circumstances and like understand what it meant to be able to kind of help just by being there and by like being myself, listening and being joyful. The impact of that was really, was really great. I then made like a super hard left turn because I was like, oh, I need to make more money. Um, (laughs) And I went into tech So I started on a recruiting team at a tech company. And from there, I grew into a recruiter. So I recruited software engineers for like ad technology. And then from there, I got recruited to Snapchat, which is an app. You've heard of it. It was on a team where it was like this intersection between creative and engineering. So I worked a lot with people who like made the technology that comes out through the camera. So it's, it was called a computer vision. So, you know, whatever you could like place 3d objects in a room, like all the technology that built that is what I was recruiting for, which was so interesting, like objectively interesting. Everything on the surface was fine. I was moving up. I was promoted and pay increases and like everything was the better on the outside things got, or the better I thought things should have gotten the worse I was feeling. I think it was a compilation of things. Tech is a hard place to work. It can be really hard. You meet a lot of like really interesting personalities. And um, (laughs) I I loved my teams and working with my teams. I think it was just the overall environment wasn't really aligned, but I would never listen. I would always charge through. I was definitely someone who just worked myself into the ground, just going, 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 because that's what I thought I needed to do. And in that, I realized that you know, kind of later that I had completely lost touch with my intuition. Like Mm -hmm. I know I'm a very like sensitive person to the people around me and, you know, you pick up on vibes and you absorb like what's around you. And I, in that basically just ate everything else around me, but didn't have any way to process it. And Mm -hmm. so one day I remember being like super, super overwhelmed. I went into this like (laughs) other conference room that had a window outside and just like sat and cried because I was like, why do I feel just so sad? Like it was like manifesting in sadness and like my body, my digestion was crazy. I was, I was losing like too much weight. My skin was always broken out. And there's a ripple effect that I now understand that I can touch on from like a physical standpoint. But I then like had to ask myself, okay, where do I feel this? Mm. Like where in my body am I feeling this like stuckness. And a lot of it was right here in my throat. I just want to highlight because that is such an important question. Sometimes when life can get so overwhelming to slow it down, like slow it down and just say, okay, where do I actually feel this? Like that is probably one of the most powerful tools that we all have is just that awareness to what's happening. 
So kudos to you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. It's a really important question. And so that question has really directed the rest of my path and why I've created my company Drip Den. Because at the end of the day, like that's the question that I want everyone to ask themselves. No, I think it's so important to highlight like that is that is the most important question. So you felt Mm -hmm. it in your throat. Can you explain how that process went for you? Yeah, it's funny because like recalling the memory, I'm like kind of feeling it now. It's so so funny, which is great to describe it. So I think for me, it's really interesting to describe because sometimes physical manifestations are like really physical. Like you could get like a sharp pain in your stomach or you have like incredible tightness. It can manifest in any way. So I don't want to say like, you know, me feeling this sensation in my throat is the only way you could feel stuckness somewhere in your body. It can, it can come out in like a sore wrist. It can come out in a lot of different ways. For me, feeling it here was, it was almost like there was, you know, when you get that feeling of like a lump in your throat, but it was way lower here, kind of like in my sternum, like right at the top of my chest. What I now kind of like through doing a lot of different work with healers and things like that, realized that there is like a huge block between like what my heart was trying to tell my head And my head was just like, no, cutting it off. You don't get to talk. It's just here. It's all going to be just right here in your head. And I felt like super disjointed. What do you do with that information? (laughs) You know, like I'm here, I'm in this job. Everything seems fine. This is my whole world right now. And okay, now what? Like (laughs) I have this huge block. I'm realizing that there's such a disconnection between like my heart and my head. What do I do? And so the hardest part was actually trusting myself because I realized for so long, I never really trusted myself. I did the things that I was supposed to do, right? Get a job, get promoted, like do your best work until, you know, all hours of the night. I then had to really come to that moment of, I need to change my environment. This environment is like killing me. Like I can't be here. That was really hard to literally wrap my head around. And so it took me several more months before I really kind of gave myself the permission to leave knowing that it would be okay. Like having to take a bet on myself to be like, you know what? I haven't listened to my intuition in a long time, but if it's so strong that it is presenting itself in a way that is like, you can't be here anymore. in like a very, very clear way, like I have to be able to trust it and know that making this decision can only be good for me in the long term. And that I can create the world that I want to create for Mm. myself. And I find often like with your intuition or the universe, it'll just sort of start with little flags. It'll be like a little white flag and then it'll go yellow and then there'll be another yellow one. Then there'll be more yellow ones. Yet we like tend to like see them, but then feel like if we just like walk it and turn the other way that like life will just work out. But then all of a sudden it just takes this huge red effing flag and just like hits you with it until you're on the ground and you're down and you're like li- like it will yeah. literally just force you in the direction that you're supposed to go so either we listen to the signs and go gracefully or we yeah. get forced through illness through circumstances through other things where it's like you've got no choice but to mm-hmm. oh girl this was like the blaring sirens the smoke signals <laughs> I was I was army crawling on the floor being like it's fine it's fine <laughs> like we're good. And I think like, I think honestly, and I, I'm married and I think there's a point where, and in like all love and trust, my husband was like, where did you go? Where did you go? 
I was a shell of a person. And like when I woke up in the morning to when I went to bed at night, I was a shell of myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to also listen to the people who really love you in your life, who give you feedback like that. But I think that was something that was really, really impactful to me to also spur me on to be like, okay, I need to change. And it was like, obviously that was just out of love and seeing like that I was just completely like falling apart all the time every day mm-hmm. in like what would seemingly be a normal situation <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it kind of takes that because I felt a little crazy sometimes like I should be okay like everything seems fine like why am I having this struggle it really for me was okay I know that I can create what I want to create and I just had to actually get there and so the day that I quit I was laughing all day <laughs> The nervous giggles. I was just like, oh, I was just happy. I was like, oh my God, I'm quitting. Like, this is great. I have made tremendous friends there. They were like super supportive and we're obviously all like still tight. This was almost two years ago now. It was just so apparent. Everyone who saw me that day was like, this is so good for you. Like, this is so, so good. And then there's that part after there's like the great void of like, oh shit what am I going to do? That in-between part Mm -hmm. is like difficult. It can feel like, okay, like I'm doing the right thing. Trusting that and trusting myself was Mm -hmm. the only way that I got through like that period of time because I had a lot of work to do to like reintroduce myself to myself. Mm -hmm. And that on a lot of days isn't easy because I, and I, I'm sure this probably happens with other people, you're trained to think a certain way and to perceive yourself a certain way and to perceive money a certain way. And when all of that is challenged at once, it can be pretty overwhelming. And so I still struggle with that. Now that I own and run my own business, there are thoughts that creep in from when I was in a job job like a job, I use like air quotes, like job, job, like job, job. working at a, another place for someone else. There are things of like that I stress myself out with. And I'm like, wait a second, I get to decide how this is. And when I stop myself and I listen to myself, I make a decision that A, I'm super happy with B, like three other great ideas and partnerships come out of it. It's a practice. And so it's like, it still keeps coming up all the time, but it challenges me to remember who I am and why I I think why I'm here. (laughs) And if you think (laughs) like I'm figuring that out, but I think so. But like, you know, the one thing is, is that I think the biggest thing we can say is that if you were to look at bet before working in the company and bet now, the bet now isn't an empty shell. You know, like that's the biggest thing. It's like before you said you were, you felt like a shell. You felt like you were almost just existing going through the day. Whereas now life is kind of juicy. It's going to test you. It's going to come up. There's going to be challenges. And I love that you bring this up because I think so many people, especially in this period of like Saturn return in your twenties, when you're going through a dark night of the soul ish, where like all of a sudden, all of the stuff that you thought was real or that you believe to be absolutely true gets questioned. And you're like, is that as absolute as I always believed it to be? No, but there's other options. Right. Oh, oh, definitely. And I think through this time, like your late 20s is it's so that way. And I, I had someone actually tell me it was like, I was getting a massage. Nice. <laughs> and we were, I was like, you know, I wasn't super chatty that day. I was just like, I was there. But that day I was thinking, okay, 
I can just ride this out for another five more years and like get to air quotes, the place I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do something about this. And I was thinking this. And at the end of the massage, the lady was like, you know, if you don't change, you're going to get stuck this way. <laughs> and I was like, wow, if I couldn't be getting like more signals from myself, it started coming out through other people mm-hmm. just being like, you're going to get stuck that way. And so I think seeing times like this, like in your twenties, when everything is getting like shaken up, when like all the core challenges are happening, I mentioned like return to Saturn. Saturn is typically like an authoritative figure really like challenges you to like get to the root of, of what's wrong and who you are, which is not very comfortable. It's realizing that being comfortable can sometimes be like the most harmful thing for you. And so just getting to that point. And if you're like understanding and seeing that something needs to change, making small changes to get yourself kind of like to start working that muscle, you know, you don't have to like run out, quit your job today. Like I would say, make a plan, but (laughs) little, little things like that can really, really help because the alternate is missing out on this really formative time where a lot is changing. There's a lot to be discovered about yourself. And so I don't think that that ever ends really, but I would say, you know, really harnessing that period of time is I think really important. I agree. I love the quote, like, or I read it somewhere. I was like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's like, yes. Okay. That's it. Get get comfortable being uncomfortable. And then that's it. Cause as you do, you push your limits, you try new things, you test yourself and you can grow in different ways. But back to your story. So you quit, you went, you quit, you felt the relief. You went through this like period of like, what am I going to do? Yes, I did. In that I discovered a lot of meditation and like, there's this one particular one with, I love rocks. I've always loved rocks since I was a kid. And so this is a piece of selenite. And so it was like, it helps like promote like clarity of mind. And like some people use it as a wand to cut energetic cords and things. And I was like, I've never done any of this before. Like I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so what it helped me do is start paying attention to like my body and where I was feeling more of that like stuckness. And a lot of it was coming up kind of in my abdomen as well, which is traditionally thought to be like your seat of creativity and like sexuality and and everything. And so I was feeling like that stuckness there. And I saw this email come through where there was an image of a woman with the rainbow coming out of exactly where I felt stuck. And I was like, whatever this is, I'm going like, (laughs) whatever this is, this I'm going to this. And it was a session with an herbalist. And it was just like a very quick, like intro to, to herbs. And I was already was going to research a lot because I couldn't really turn my, not turn my brain off, but like, I was kind of still in the old habit of like, okay, I need to like be busy all day, every day between nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to like research and, you know, do all this stuff and boot my computer all day long, which is an interesting habit to also break. But I was doing that and I was looking up, I was like, what do I really, really enjoy? Like, what was the path that I would have taken? You know, I just asking myself these questions, like very basic questions to awaken something in me. I've always been fascinated with earth sciences. I think there was a reason that I really enjoyed like understanding how different pieces of software were built and like kind of like the whole technical aspect. Like I I love being able to like understand these things and cause an effect. Mm -hmm. And so I had come across some classes in herbalism and, you know, did all the research, reading all the reviews. And I found one that was really based on learning your body's anatomy and then learning 
the physical, spiritual reactions to the world around you and how that affects your body. And then taking the herbs and looking at the chemical breakdown of the herbs and how it actually gets absorbed into your body, but also how they've been traditionally used for like thousands of years globally. So I thought that was a really cool way to learn. But of course, in that moment, I was still not wanting to take a chance on myself. And I was like, oh, like it's classes, but I have to pay for them. Is there something free that I could like figure out? All those tabs are up on my computer. And then I get the email with the rainbow lady. Okay, (laughs) cool. So I think I even had to like be able to let myself just Google what I wanted to Google and be like, this looks insane, but I don't know why. It's just, I'm Googling it and I'll see what happens. I then went to that class, of course. I thought it was amazing. I came home. It's like, all right, I can do this. It's a small investment for these classes. I know that there's something here for me. Mm-hmm. And I just devoured it. I was obsessed. And I, I have uh, friends who are in the medical field who are like really fun to talk to with, with herbalism and are also like really interested in learning more and how we can actually like integrate that into like their practices. And just, I was absorbing everything. It was just making so much sense to me. In that time too, I would have friends come over who, or friends who had like just had like a procedure and were dealing with like the effects after that, or they were, you know, just feeling the effects of stress or pesky heartburn or something, you know, and they would be telling me, you know, what's going on with them. I of course had, I have like, I'm surrounded by herbs or like I were in like my home office, which is like my playground. So I have like my apothecary everywhere. And so I'd just be like, oh, like, let's just make you a tea. You know, I was just learning about this herb. It does this, like, you know, let's make you a blend. And the feedback I started to get from from some of my friends was like, what voodoo did you put in this tea? Because it's working for me. Like it's Mm. actually having this effect. And so part of those conversations were like, really focusing on asking the question of, okay, you're feeling this way. It's manifesting here. Like, let's take a step back and see like what else this could be. Are you experiencing any of these other kind of like issues, either like in your emotional state or like your physical body and like really trying to get to the root of why this is manifesting in this way. And so what I, what I learned from that was a lot of the times we give our power away when it comes to something that we know is going on in our own body. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like here, like, here's what's wrong with me. You tell me what's going on or like, oh, I have a headache. I'm going to take an aspirin. Not that that, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's very much cause and effect. I'm feeling this, I'm feeling it right here. So I need something to fix it right here. And you tell me what that is. And as I started, you know, talking to people more and explaining, like it's, it's manifesting there but it could be this other issue that's actually causing it to manifest there. So we should probably focus on help the root of the issue. Like you said, the root. Yes. So yeah, I started doing that. And then I was like, wait, I could make, like I could make a, a company that focuses on this more. And like my original concept was, and making like an aphrodisiac and one that wasn't revving you up into a moment, but something that really like balances you out. Mm-hmm. Something else I say that I, that I realize I just missed that's really an important part of, of herbalism, in addition to identifying like what exactly might be causing, you know, the issue, the topical issue is that herbs are about bringing balance back to your system. 
So a lot of the times when something is manifesting in pain or in a rash or whatever, there's something that might be out of balance. And so I really wanted to help people bring into like allostasis, which is essentially like a, a normal like state of being like everything's firing, everything's feeling good, you know, and that looks different for everyone. So it's not like there's like one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Like you could have a headache and I could have a headache, but because of the way that each of our bodies process and manifest these, these issues, we both would need different herbs. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's really just about like finding the right herb a, but then also finding that balance. And so with the aphrodisiac, I was like, well, a lot of aphrodisiacs or ideas that I've seen, like have this like pressure to like be even more stimulated, especially if you're living in a city, like you're, sim- you're like overstimulated already. Like you're mm-hmm. in traffic, your phone's going off. Like there's just like, there's so many things happening. So the opposite of that, so that you could enjoy yourself <laughs> or like just calm yourself and just feel yourself is having something that could balance out those reactions. So mm-hmm. I started by creating this aphrodisiac which is something called a tincture, which comes in like a dropper bottle and you put some drops under your tongue. We have a lot of receptors in our gums and under our tongue. So if you put things under your tongue, it like hits your bloodstream really quickly. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So that it's, they're a little bit more potent. The other kind of like no brainer was making custom teas. And I thought, okay, there's one me. How do I have like multiple conversations with people about how they feel in their bodies with there just being one me? And so I decided to make this quiz that kind of is like a a choose your own adventure path. Like, I don't know if you've seen like cereal boxes when you were a kid where you're like, oh, like if this, yes, then it like takes you some other place. So I wanted to create something like that. That was like super, super easy to understand because also I was getting this herbal education, but I would still go stand in the aisle of like sprouts or like a holistic grocery store and be like, how am I supposed to know? First of all, like there's oils, there's droppers, there's teas, like how am I supposed to know like what I need? And so I wanted to kind of take that away and have it be kind of like a conversation with me. So some of the questions are like super, super straightforward. When you see an email from that one coworker, like you get that knot in the pit of your stomach. Like uh, I, I want people to think in normal language of how their body responds to the world around them. And my hope is that I'm also very like nerdy. So I love being able to like talk about the herbs and like what they're doing in your body and what they've traditionally been used for. So I share all of that when I'm making the teas, like I see everything that's going on with them. I create a blend, but then I equip everyone with that information and that knowledge, because my hope is for you to get a tea and say, okay, like look through all the ingredients and okay, that one actually, I'm really responding to it. Like I want to explore more about that herb and really find ways to to keep exploring on your own and just have that knowledge of like how your body reacts and then be able to, you know, do your own research. Like if you are like, yes, I want lemon balm, then go get more lemon balm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I have to say, I love that you brought this up because I find for so many people and myself included is that often like with herbs and with, you know, like you said, oils or different things. It's like, there's so much information and it's so overwhelming that it's just like, you shut it down. It's like, I'm just going to take an Advil because that's what we've been programmed to do. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to do this. So it's nice to have you explain this and even for yourself say, okay, I felt overwhelmed too, but this is sort of packaged in a way that 
you can break it down, probably get what you like, and then using the teas, explore the herbs in them and then and go from there. Exactly. A lot of what the basis that we have for our traditional like Western medicine now, and this is not saying that like we shouldn't we shouldn't use Western medicine because like if your arm is broken, go to the hospital, you know? <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. I mean? But there are ways that we can kind of like partner with the knowledge that we have. But a lot of Western medicine now is based on like traditional medicine. And it was just back in the day when the American Medical Association was being created, there were women's colleges, there were homeopathic colleges, and they basically made the rules that they couldn't get accredited. Mm. And if you were even in a, you know, if you were a straight white, white male in a school that was accredited by the AMA, you weren't even allowed to use the the knowledge of someone who is homeopathic in your research. So it was, it was this complete separation that happened. And so that's the result that we have now. But so much of medicine that we know and like the chemical reactions in plants, like chewing willow bark has been a traditional use of pain regulation because like the core chemical component in willow bark is what we have in aspirin. But when you take it and you put it in aspirin and you pump up that concentration and it's a synthetic concentration, your body can't process it over time. Like the leading cause of liver failure, I think a lot of the of the liver failure in the United States is caused from like an overuse of, of pain medication because it's so potent. And so you're forcing your body to process it. But as a result, it's overdoing it. Like your liver is like, uh, I can't process all this. Whereas if you were chewing willow bark, there's other enzymes in the whole of the bark Mm -hmm. that make it easier for our body to process the active ingredient, which is the pain medication. So that's why I'm a huge component of using whole herbs and not using like super concentrations as they show up in other, like just over the counter stuff that we have is because our body actually receives it better. Mm. And it like helps using a whole herb, like helps us break down the actual active ingredients better into our system. And so you do need to use it over time. So like herbs are very, very gentle. So introducing them into your system over like four to six weeks consistently is when you see like a really great kind of like the tide is turning, which is why it's important to understand like how things are manifesting, what is actually causing them, and then going after that as opposed to just being like headache pill. Headache pill, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to sort of pick your brain and find out like your top herbs like what do you have like if you were to say your go-to every day that you would want to have in your cabinet or that you would suggest you know the average listener to say these are the five that you want top five what would you suggest no definitely I'm just I'm staring at my herb shelf because I'm like who wants to who wants to jump out at me I think the the two that I was actually thinking about before we were talking I don't want to over overwhelm because I think that there's Again, like with the custom component of tea, like every tea can be made for each like individual. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say there's like a one size fit all herb, but there are a couple that were kind of popping into my head earlier today when I was thinking about sharing. I've been getting a lot of, of feedback and interest right now from my clients or followers who they really want to see like anxiety treatment. They're like, how do I manage anxiety Mm -hmm. and knowing that there are different ways that it can manifest. Like you and I can both feel stressed, but we can feel it in different places. There's a couple of different herbs that I would love to kind of talk about because they're 
A, super gentle. B, readily available. Also, none of the herbs that I use are like endangered herbs or they're all like USDA certified organic. They're not like they're gotten from farms that don't overtill the earth. Like if they're out, they're out, you wait for the next crop. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really important when suggesting herbs like this too, is that they're not ones that are like really hard to get or super expensive because they're so rare, just like kind of for everyday use, I wouldn't use herbs like that. So the first one that I keep thinking about is if you're kind of like a tummy nervous person, like your anxiety is coming and it's like, it kind of gets, it kind of gets your tummy upset and you know, you like don't want to eat or your stomach just kind of like hurts, not like stabbing pain. I'm talking like, cause that, that's probably a different issue, but if it's like, you know, you kind of get that like nervousness, those like fluttery butterflies in your stomach, your uh, GI tract sends more messages to your brain than the other way around. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times when we're feeling stress or anxiety and it's like manifesting in like in our literal brains, it might be because there's an imbalance in your digestive system. So lemon balm is something that is like just one of my favorites. It's literally think of it as like a delicious like balm for your digestive system. Like it specifically, it, it helps with so many things, but it's something that's called a nervine which is something that helps with like anxiety and nervousness. It's a calming, it's very much a calming herb, but what it's doing is it's actually targeting on your digestive system. It also kind of helps with, it can help you sleep. It's something that's great to take like right before bed or like an hour before bed is a nightly ritual to like help kind of like calm the nerves, but it really kind of helps with, um, with issues that you might be feeling in your stomach. The other is, and this is like more so me, I think I, I've changed too, right? Cause your body can change. You can mm-hmm. be someone who manifests nervousness in your stomach. And then six months later, a year later, you could, you could feel it elsewhere. So it's good to pay attention to that. The other one that I'm thinking about is like, I tend to hold a lot in my jaw like my jaw can get really tight and that can really result in like the tension headaches or like tight shoulders. Like if you start noticing, if you're like sitting at your desk typing and like, you know, you start like getting stressed or you start remembering something and like you can literally feel your body start to tense up. Something that I would recommend would be skull cap. It's in a lot of teas. I'm not uh, super huge on teas that are like in tea bags because a lot of the times it's like it's this fine powder version of a, of a leaf. And I think that you, A, obviously for how we've already discussed, using the whole leaf or herb is best. And then also kind of giving it room to swim around mm. <laughs> in your water by using loose leaf. Um, it really helps like it pull out all the enzymes that need to be pulled out. So, um, but I think that's an important, that's an important thing to really highlight because like, that's something that, you know, I've got both, I've got tea bags in my house and I, and I have the loose leaf, but I just kind of sometimes go to that cause it's easier. I didn't even realize that the loose leaf is healthier or better for you. You'll get more of the, you'll get more stuff out of it. Yeah. You will definitely get more having, giving them the space to actually like get, let, allow the water to pull out the nutrients is, is really huge. I also like, I have a huge aversion to waste. Like my packaging is super simple. Like I just imagine everything floating in the ocean. Like the bag I ship it to you in is hundred percent compostable. It's a reusable like zipper bag um, that the tea comes in. Um, I don't do tea bags. Cause again, it's like, it's just more stuff. And I don't like to separate you from, you know, your beautiful tea. Like you Mm -hmm. should like see it and smell it and taste it and experience it. So yeah, it just gives like an overall freshness too. There are some studies, I don't have the, like any of the lists off, off the top of my head, but there's a lot of like microplastics that can be released from tea bags. You've probably seen articles on this, just the way that they're coated. 
I just don't want that going into teas or in my body. So, so yes, you do get more nutrients, but also there's like a whole other thing. That skull cap you can find though in, in teas that you can grab it. Trader Joe's or wherever. But Skullcap is something that is really helpful for overstimulation. So if you also get like cramps or like twitchings, it's something that is, it's called an antispasmodic. So it's something that calms muscle spasms. I'm not diagnosing you. Well, I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> but, you know, there's a whole host of, of spasms that can happen in your body. What I'm talking about is like, you know, your calf can get kind of like Charlie horse. So you feel something. A Charlie horse. That's the word I'm looking for. I was yeah. like, I got you. So yeah, it's something that really calms that. And it's, it, it focuses a lot on your, on your muscles kind of like around your head. So tension headaches are something that like, you know, is a, the cause of it is like that tension in your, in your muscular system. Skull cap is really lovely. If you blend together the two, that's also fine. Like you can blend together lemon balm and skull cap and it makes for like a really lovely tea, like before bed. What I notice is like, sometimes my mind can be racing before bed or even when I'm in bed and lying there, like I, I realize like my shoulders are up. This is something that really like, it just like, is like, hi, like taps your body. And it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Cause as you're saying this, I kind of notice like even my shoulders, I'm like, wait a second, like roll them out a little bit. I'm a little bit tense right now. Let it go. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> chill. So yeah, Skullcap is, is another one that I think is, is really, really good. I was mentioning like different manifestations and how an herb could be good for you and not, not the best one for me. There's something that in herbalism in pretty much globally, there's the idea of energetics. And so energetics are ways that your body can express an imbalance. So for example, you could be super dry or you could be super moist. And what I mean by that is literally like you're manifesting dryness in your body. Like you feel like you can't drink enough water. Your hair is dry. Your nails are dry. And the opposite of that would be someone who like retains a lot of water. And these are, I'm using just like very hyperbolic, like totally different polarizing mm-hmm. ideas here because people could fall along that spectrum. But so let, like, let's say I retain a lot of water and you're super dry. I would require an herb that helps dry me out a little bit. Whereas if I used a drying herb for my headaches and you used a drying herb for your headaches, you might then feel even more dry because it's actually kind of like taking out of you. People express imbalances in different ways, but there are plants that mirror those energetics so that you can leverage those to balance whatever imbalance you're feeling. Mm. Does that, does it, it make sense? Well, it totally makes sense. I mean, we're all different, right? So it's like ah. honoring your body, tuning into your body, and then finding out what it needs. Yeah. Based on that. And there's like this other layer. So an example I could give you, I have a friend who she manifests a lot of her anxiety as well, like kind of in her throat. And she experiences a lot of tightness that can affect her voice. So she like lost her voice recently and she wasn't sick. Like she wasn't like, you know, Traditionally, she didn't have the flu, she didn't have a cold. She just like could not speak. And her vocal, like her vocal cords were so tight and dry. Like it just felt like super dry. So she was drinking tea at work. And so I asked her what tea she was drinking, and she said peppermint. And I said, Okay, so that feels good in the moment, but you're not getting better, are you? And she's like, No. And it's it would it'd been like two, three weeks at that point. Uh, peppermint is a drying herb. So she's experiencing both tightness. So there's the 
a muscular relaxing herb that she would need. Mm -hmm. But then she's also feeling this like dryness where like her throat just is like so, so incredibly dry and it's resulting in there's no moisture there for her vocal cords and they're super tight. So so it's like, what's the opposite of both those things? You need something that is relaxing and then something that is moisturizing. Mm -hmm. So I made a blend for her and she's just like right away starts noticing the difference after having it, you know, having it a couple of times a day for about a week. I also suggest like what time of day you should drink the tea. There are some effects that are a little bit more stimulating than others. I think I had her drinking it towards like the end of the day because it was a very, very calming tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have anything that was activating in it. So, so yeah, it's, it's examples like that where it's like, you're drinking tea, like tea is good for you. You know, like, yes, here's some at work, like let's have it. And, um, you know, it's just really understanding that like extra little layer can really help. Um, so that's what setting out to do is just kind of creating that little bridge into understanding herbs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like, I'm not creating, you know, this like educational online platform or like anything like that. I'm just using the knowledge that we have in our day to day to equip people to understand like how they can make little better choices for them and have it be easy for their body to receive it and for their bodies to be happy, like breaking everything down, but also like understanding what's going on in their bodies so that they can help themselves on a day-to-day basis. Well, I love that. And the fact that you have this product that someone who's interested can go to as a test, try out the tea, and then it's sort of like a gateway into herbalism from there. Right, right, right. So what would you say for someone who is curious or wants to learn more about different herbs? Like what is a good resource that isn't too overwhelming that would be a good start for someone listening? There's a lot of misinformation about herbs. I would say there's actually an email that I that I get quite frequently called Herb Rally. And they tend to link to other just like free videos or events that are happening like in your city. Herbalism in a city like I'm living in Los Angeles it can be a little tough just because there's not a lot of like wilderness here. So it's not like we can just have like a, you know, we're going to go wild harvest some, you know, some herbs in the forest. Like (laughs) we don't have like super easy access to that. So it it is kind of like what's going on in the whole of the U S. So there's events in like Washington state in new England. Um, the, the resource that was my source of education was the Herbal Academy of New England. They have a ton of resources. They have blogs that are free. So if you are interested, obviously, to learn more about, like, I think they have a blog post on lemon balm, skullcap. Like, you can basically look up a lot of different herbs or a lot of different, I don't want to say symptoms, um, just a lot of manifestations or like, you know, search like digestion and see what you can find. The Herbal Academy is a really, really amazing place. I'm not like affiliated with them in any way. I just have literally gone to them as a resource and for my education. So it's really easy to uh, comprehend. They don't get like way too technical, which is something that right off the bat, it's just not approachable. Um, Yeah. Where it's like overwhelming, shut down. Yeah. 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 You know, you want to be wary of any situation you're in, whether, you know, you're taking other medication, you're a pregnant person, you, you know, maybe your, your kid is experiencing something like there are herbs that are safe and unsafe for all of these situations. And Mm so it's really good to, to do that due diligence and, and research before, but they, they do break down a lot in their website and their blog posts. I love it. So just one final question, just and see, and I don't know if this is going to be able to apply to everyone, but I know a lot of women suffer 
monthly with PMS symptoms. Yes, is yes. there anything that you can give us that can help with the, cause that's a reoccurring one. Like often we're dealing yeah. with it and it's like, we often just accept it's just the way that we are. Do you have any herbs that you would recommend or anything to yeah. navigate? So this one is, is potentially the most complex <laughs> because everyone has like, <laughs> I had to leave the most difficult for the last. <laughs> I know, I know. I this and this is something that I have been doing a good amount of of research on and realizing just how complex a lot of these issues are. I'd say if you are someone who is experiencing, you know, a good amount of cramping or irregularity, I would look up yarrow. It's something that has traditionally, you know, been helpful and used during menstruation. And now I'm like <laughs> I'm just like thinking like what and how would I recommend? Because there's like, there's cramp bark, which actually sounds like a joke, but it's helpful um, <laughs> because it literally has the word cramp in it. Yeah, I'd say for a lot of different women's issues, yarrow, but also the factors that I'm considering are, and things that you can just start noticing in yourself. And this might actually be more helpful than researching like a specific herb. And if that is helpful to you, but just noticing like the timing of your periods? Like, are they totally irregular? Are they happening like really spaced out or are they happening all the time? Are you unable to like stop bleeding? Do you have like consistent bleeding all through the month? Do you have just like none at all? And you kind of forgot you had periods and then all of a sudden you have one again. Mm -hmm. Do you have extremely, extremely painful cramps or, you know, is it, is it pretty easy, but you're experiencing a different irregularity? consistency is a huge thing. Like, I think we definitely need to talk about this more. What does your blood look like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, is it dark? Is it light? Is it watery? Is it thick? That's all, it's all your body telling you what is going on. And so it, it is difficult when we have a lot of different forms of birth control that are, you know, kind of tricking our body into, to regulating ourselves in a certain way. And like, it is a very helpful tool for a lot of people, but it can mask a lot of what our body is actually trying to tell us. Mm -hmm. And so as much as you can, I would say like track the five symptoms that you feel and what you see like during your period, when it happens, what's your, what's your mood? Is it like really bad mood swings? Do you typically feel kind of normal? Are you bleeding a lot? Are you bleeding a little bit? Is it like bright pink or is it you know, super dark red, your body is just telling you like, okay, if it's super thick and dark, it needs help shedding your lining more. Mm -hmm. So maybe an herb that would help be able to like contract a little bit more and not in a way that would give you more cramps, but in a way that kind of like make your uterine lining a bit smoother. So it has an easier time coming mm -hmm. off. If it's like bright pink and watery, like that's great. That means that your body is releasing everything as it needs to. Maybe it's a it's a different herb that you need. Maybe you, your emotions are all over the place. Like maybe you need to focus on that. That's why I have such huge pause when I say like, is there a certain herb that would be helpful? Yes and no. Um, there's herbs that have been traditionally used a lot, but I'm hesitant to say that just because I really want to equip people to understand like what their body is trying to say. So yeah, I would say more so than anything, especially when it comes to periods, like pay attention to anything you can see and feel and touch and like 
anything you're experiencing, it's all telling you what you need. And then maybe go back and say, okay, what herb would be helpful for this? Mm. And I'm always a proponent of like finding an herbalist, like where you are finding someone who does, you know, traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncturists. What I always say is a good, if I can like leave you with this one, if you want to find a practitioner, if you're someone who's like, I really feel like I need to talk to someone, this is hitting home. I would say like, find someone who's willing to share information with you and who isn't like, I know, listen to me and take this herb and it'll be fine. Make sure you pick someone who will answer your questions for you, who's willing to give that information to you. Because I can find occasionally that people who have this knowledge want to kind of keep it. And I don't, I'm not a huge proponent of that. So here's the information, like learn and like take it and run with mm-hmm. it. Find someone who is really interested in sharing information with you, who who's there to answer all of your questions and ask those questions. If you're not sure what they are, just be like, why are you giving me this? That's like mm-hmm. a super straightforward question. I love it. Um, yeah. And you know what? It loops back around to the beginning of our conversation, like all of this way it ended. What is my body trying to tell me? And then listening to that. Finding someone who you can have a conversation with, who's going to listen to what your body's trying to tell you and then do your own research, figure it out and yeah, honor your path. Yes. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So on this note, my dear, I am so grateful that you took the time to be here. This is just such a wealth of information. So thank you. (laughs) That was really, really good. I love the tangent. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) I need to edit that down. (laughs) No, so good. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really awesome. All right. That was this week's episode. What did you guys think? Isn't that just so much fun? I definitely encourage you to go check out dripden.com, go get a custom tea made and start healing your body in the natural way if possible. What I think one of the most important takeaways from this episode was to tune in and to listen to your body check in with yourself, see how you're doing, see how you're feeling. Maybe take a moment to just stop and close your eyes, get internal and notice what's actually happening internally with you. And if you do notice something happening, ask yourself questions like simple questions like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? What would you like right now? And you would be so surprised if you just took the moment to check in the answers that you would get and the clarity that you would get. And our body is constantly trying to communicate to us. So it's so important to listen to what it is trying to say. Let your body speak. Anyways, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you haven't already, remember to go subscribe to the podcast. If you are loving the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Send us a review and let us know what you think. And next week, we're going to have another empowered woman share her vulnerable story because like we said, we believe these conversations are so, so important. Anyways, until then, keep being you, be beautiful.